Hello, podcast listeners. You're listening to a special episode of The Long Journey Home. I am your host, Corbin Johnson. It is Friday. I'm driving home, and I have nothing better to do than to talk about Star Trek for a half hour. What the hell is wrong with me? All right. So, <laughs> long day at work. All I want to do is kind of relax and just kind of veg out. I don't even want to pick up my cards when I get home. Oh, gasp. Well, I kind of do. I'm right in the middle of sorting my 1E cards. But, uh, no, I thought that uh, I'm going to start like a, maybe like a Friday thing. Every Friday, I'm just going to kind of stream of consciousness, stream of whatever, just kind of talk about whatever's going on in the Trek world. And it's not going to be well-formed thoughts, but at least I'm talking about it. And if you've got nothing better to do, you can listen to this. So... Let's start off with just what's going on in my Trek world. So on Tuesdays, I typically have just a game night, which typically is 2E, 1E, and Dominion. And that's the Donald Vaccarino Dominion game, not some weird subset of the Star Trek CCG. So we have fun. I've got a couple friends that come over, and they bring their 1E and 2E, and we just play for like four or five hours and have a grand old time. It's a good time for us to just putz around and throw together new decks and see what sticks and what doesn't. We'll uh, we'll swap decks to play each other's decks and try them out. And I tried a, a Borg deck for the first time and found it was efficient, if not cluttered and messy, but efficient makes me kind of want to build a Borg deck. We split open a TNG uh, battleship deck and just kind of parse through it and figure out if there's too much clutter, should we have different missions, what dilemmas are good or bad, kind of what things should we focus on or not focus on. Which just made me think of a great idea. If you're playing TNG battleship, it might not be a bad idea to throw in... Yeah, to throw in Reflections, because I believe that is an AU space dilemma, or it helps the AU team quite a bit. Probably a little bit better with the AU Starfleet, but still pretty good in the Battleship deck. What else? Yeah, that's that's kind of, you know, our Tuesday nights are fun, so that's where I talked about Relativity last. I'm not sure I've posted that yet. If I haven't, great, I will as soon as I can. Some more thoughts on Relativity. So it's fun for me to try Relativity against the Borg and the Battleship deck. I want to try it against all the decks, if I can, and just see if it's good or not. And no one really knows yet. We'll know soon. I'm sure in the next couple of weeks, we'll really have a feel for whether or not Relativity is going to stand the test of time. Anywho, so Tuesdays are fun. And then Sundays, uh, the last Sunday of every month in Chicagoland is 2E. This month it falls on the 17th, but I'll be out of town on a Sunday. So that's unfortunate, but not a big deal. Uh, so yeah, we have, uh, on Sundays we'll show up early, play 1E and 2E then. When I play test 2E, when I, when I build a 2E deck, uh, one great thing about 2E is it is feasible to some degree to just play 2E against oneself to play against the fishbowl and simply 
pull out your best dilemmas and kind of assume your opponent knows what's happening at your at that mission and get a feel for I guess the maximum number of turns your deck can take to win play it two three times and it takes about an hour and a half and yeah it, I find that's helpful for getting a feel and realize if I'm missing a key skill or something like that so I like to do that so recently there's some errata and some current rulings that came out and I don't have a lot to say about them I am happy with the conundrum errata I think that makes a lot of sense but I haven't faced conundrum ever I mean in the last 10 years so not too worried about that Uh, the 2e1 was a big cluster F, but uh, sure that'll get worked out. Not worried about that. The whole uniqueness issue. So, eh, whatever. Yeah, 1e has uh, got uh, getting Cybernetics expertise hosed a little bit. That's okay. It's gonna make Fed. I think the only deck it's really gonna hurt, unfortunately, is Fed TNG. Well, I guess if you look at the last six months of wins for 1E, there are a sizable number of Fed TNG decks that have won. As compared to Ferengi TNG, I think they're about the same, which is a little weird to me. I would have thought that the Klingon build is a little bit better than the Fed one, so I'm not sure what's going on there. But, so, today on my lunch, I got ready for Charlie's podcast... We are going to be discussing 1E regionals very soon. So I had the dubious honor, and uh, three others are all tasked with ordering the affiliations for 1E in order from best to worst. And there should be no surprise as to what my top five affiliations are, which you'll hear about. um, I think we're recording Sunday. We'll see how that goes. And... Everything else was kind of, well, they don't suck, and they haven't not won a tournament, so they can go in the middle. And if you lost, if you've never won a tournament in the last six months, well, I don't think you're going to win a regional, so you go to the bottom. So that's basically how I did it. There's a little more nuance to it than that, but the affiliation headquarter page is very helpful for kind of figuring out what's good and what's not good. The question of should 1E start to get separated into separate affiliations came up, and I'm not sure how to answer that other than to say that, yes, indeed, there are a lot of deck types, but are there certainly different affiliations in 1E? I don't know. There there are sub-factions to affiliations, and there are combinations of other affiliations that go into sub-factions, such as KCA and TE, and that's fine. But is it time to start breaking up Federation into Federation and Federation DQ and Federation Classic Films and Federation OS, Federation TNG? Perhaps. But I think uh, time will tell on that. It looks like the relativity in TUI, going back to TUI, in this very hodgepodge discussion, has its own deck or affiliation type now, which is kind of cool. Equinox doesn't, but relativity does. So that's kind of interesting. Speaking of rel... Yeah, let's talk about Equinox for a little bit. So when I started getting into TUI, I think I've mentioned before that the first deck I built was a vastly outnumbered deck. 
So that was fun. But after that, I looked to what could be totally printable with, and, and I could splash in a few cards from my collection, since I didn't have much of a collection at the time. And Equinox came up, so I started playing Equinox. And I didn't... I mean, it was okay, and it had a lot of cheaters, and cheaters are fun, and everyone had an interesting ability, but was it that good? I don't know. It certainly helped educate me in the game as to what it's like to not have a headquarters, and why an exocomp is really important in a deck like that, and what can be done with the Equinox guys, so that if I face Equinox, I can have a general sense of what's going on. So it's always good to kind of play a deck to get a feel for what it is in case you have to face it. And I started wondering what could be thrown in from other decks to go into Equinox, but I never really took that next step and revved the Equinox deck with additional goodies now that I have additional Trek cards. So, eh, maybe I'll revisit someday. I'm just... I never hear, like, Equinox is so good, oh my goodness, you know. So, I typically, when I play 2E, <laughs> there's the Timmy, Johnny, Spike thing, and there's this other, there's this article that was on the boards, uh, I think about a month ago, maybe a few weeks ago, that said, uh, when you go and play Street Fighter, Street Fighter 2, are you the kind of player who self-imposes rules on yourself that say you shouldn't do this combo because it's so-called broken? Or are you the player that says, gee, that combo is really awesome. I have to play with it. It's a question of, are you playing with self-imposed rules that you put on yourself and go, since those things are cheap, that was the word, the 90s word was cheap, right? Uh, if, <clears throat> if a move is cheap, should you play with it? Well, if you're the player that says, no, I, I shouldn't, on principle, on on moral ground, or whatever, well, you're just not playing at your best. And it sounds cheesy, but this article kind of flipped a switch in my head. So, now, I've, ever since, I've never won a 2E tournament, and now, all of a sudden, I'm going, well, why didn't you ever play a Krug deck before, or a Prometheus deck, or something like that? Well, because they seem really good and broken and negative playing experiences and you're going to piss off people. Well, do you want to win a tournament? Yeah. Well, why don't you play one of those decks? Why don't you really sit down and do something powerful or good or maybe too good, as these so-called players, these cheap players might say. So that's what I want to do. I want to start playing decks that are too good. <clears throat> I remember... For the 2012 Continentals for TUI, I built a Tongo deck. And I built it because, for two reasons. One, it was clever, at least I thought it was. I thought it was clever, the combination of cards that it took to actually pull off the deck. And two, it, it, that, although it was clever and kind of good, it actually didn't win the regional that uh, I stole the deck idea from. It came in second place, and I thought, gee that's okay. I can play with a second place deck and have some fun at Continentals. Did I expect to win? No, I guess not. But would I have liked to win? Of course. So maybe that was the wrong deck build. Maybe I should have gone for something really good. 
maybe something like TNG or TOS. I can't remember what exactly won Continentals that year, but I'm sure it was good. I didn't go with the crazy Maquis deck that I could have, uh, but I've never really been one... I haven't learned how to play Maquis yet, so maybe that's something I should do. Should, maybe I should learn Maquis. Or maybe there's too much two headquarters hate out there that Maquis is not good anymore. So maybe when it comes to 2 and I guess 1-E, it's time to start playing decks that are too good and just be that guy. And that's cool. Uh, I want to win, right? I, maybe I want to be the Spike and not the Johnny or the Timmy. I definitely love aspects of all three characters. I've, I feel like I've typically been the guy that tries to find new and interesting combinations and not necessarily the guy that wants to win. So I think that's Johnny. And then Timmy, I don't like being Timmy because just playing and not caring about what's going on, that's not me. And I was never Spike. I was never the guy who brought the broken deck and wanted to win every single time. But maybe it's time to be more of a Spike so I can actually win some tournaments and see that rating go up and up and up and up and up. Because what the hell, right? <laughs> time for something new. Let's, let's shake it up. So I think that'll be fun. Uh, I will I will mention this, though. Uh, when it comes to 2E Dilemma Piles, I have come up with a 2E Dilemma Pile. I didn't come up with it. I, I ripped it off. And it was it is the Dilemma Pile I typically play with. Uh, I guess I'm spoiling everyone giving away the farm. Uh, I typically play with a stop Dilemma Pile. And uh, with dilemmas that try to not go under. Things like Hard Time or in, Ingenious Jury Rig, Healing Hand, and Honorable Pursuit. Uh, the two Acquisition, two Treachery one that kills a guy. Um, and dilemmas like that are typically in there. Uh, Polywater. All of those. They, they don't go under. They just don't. And if you can stop just enough guys and only put one or two under, I think I've always been of the opinion that that prolongs the game and gives my shitty-ass deck, pardon my language, uh, a fighting chance against something pretty reasonable. The only deck type... There are, there are two deck types that I've, that I've seen just tear through it like tissue paper, Galaxy Quest reference, uh, are Borg, with because of Adapt, and I play with usually three copies of things, or maybe two copies, and... What else is really good against it? Anytime your dilemma... Anytime you're playing with good guys, not just weenies. Because I'm, I'm usually playing in development and stuff like that. So if you're playing a weenie deck, you're hosed usually. You've, you, my pitching's in, my pitching ins are going to hit you. And my Dalrock is going to hit you. And Dalrock comes back too. So I once played against Brian Leonard. He brought a Klingon deck with a bunch of three and four cost guys and I think it was a two mission win and that was that. He definitely won that game. I was playing I think I was playing a pretty crappy deck anyway but the dilemmas that I brought that day were you know, my best combos. And my best. I think it's my best pile. I've been toying with a kill pile for some time now and it is just ugh. I, it's the exact opposite. It's Seven cards go under, 
your opponent, maybe I killed four of your guys, but you'll probably solve on your next turn, or maybe you're going to have to go home and get some guys, and I just don't seem to de-staff, so you, you're, you're fine, usually. So I'm just, maybe I'm just not playing the kill quite right. Sometimes I wonder, man, I'm killing a lot of guys for four counters or for four points in dilemmas, whereas you've given me nine. I should throw in just another, just in case. So I don't know if I'm hitting that right balance of throwing the, the correct number of dilemmas when I'm playing kill, but it's, it's a learning process. So I want to be well-versed in that sort of pile. Now that I've played it a few times, and when I face it other from others, I know that if I've got a crim or a general or, oh, nothing happened, maybe I should maybe target... Maybe target tragic turn. Probably, probably uh, that's probably reasonable, but it's probably not such a bad idea to target the clown guillotine or final adventure. Those seem to come up quite a bit, even though those don't trigger off of tragic turn. I, you could call ace as well. I'm so sick of hitting ace. I mean, I'm not saying it's broken. It's just annoying because. I hit an ace, my opponent goes, oh, let's see what mission, what skills you need to complete this mission. I'm going to call one of those, and yep, surely you kill a guy. Oh, Tragic's on there, kill another. Ugh, just the arduousness. I mean, that's the game, right? This is Tui, and I shouldn't be complaining about Tui. So, ace is a good card, and I think without ace, the whole pile falls apart. So, I should just shut up. But, it is, it's good. And it is viable. Definitely see a lot of players playing well with it. And unless you're playing with some kill prevention, sometimes it is hard to play well against. So, eh, it's cool. It's just 2E is kind of like rock, paper, scissors, lizard, Spock. Because it's not just rock, paper, scissors. There's 40, there's like 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 different ways you can play any deck and you never really know what to expect. And in the end, your matchups are probably going to determine who wins the game. Yeah, if you played two out of three, you probably would figure out which of the two decks is better. Probably. But there's not time for that. It's kind of a crapshoot. Typically, you take two decks, and at least my opinion in 2E is, you take the two decks and you play enough games, one will clearly be a better deck than the other after playing several games. That's just how it is. But not one deck is good against every other deck, and that's inherent to CCGs. So maybe a relativity deck isn't good against another relativity deck, so eventually that matchup's going to happen. Who knows what's going to happen? It's going to be crazy. Uh, stuff like that. And that's that's just the nature of the game. You, you have to have fun with it, and you have to be prepared for what will come, and be prepared for as much as what you can, but... Don't stop yourself from spending counters to play guys and attempt missions. So if you're not attempting missions, well, you're doing something wrong, especially in 2E. 1E, that's another story, but 2E especially. So, what else? This weekend, I'm excited to get some time to play Relativity again. I'm going to beef it up one more time. Uh, in my last podcast, I suggested some more things I can do to fix Relativity and make it better. And we'll see what happens. I'm thinking 
one thing I didn't mention in my last podcast about relativity was that it may might be time to go through events that no one plays with and see, since there is the possibility of so much event recursion, to see just what is good. And maybe there's something no one's thought of yet. And use it to my advantage. Maybe, maybe it is time to add a field studies to the deck. I don't know. The ship is at the mission, and it wasn't hard to get it there in the first place. So I can... Once, once I've got the 35 points from the first mission, instead of what cost, maybe it's time to call for some field studies. And then just keep going. I, I don't know. I think at what cost is a little bit better than field studies, but I don't know. It's something I should test, maybe, and just check it out, but hmm. maybe it's better if the deck goes space, planet, planet. I don't know. Uh, I'm more... I usually like playing... I usually like doing space, space, planet, but that's not typically how players play. It's typically space, planet, space. At least that's from how I understand it. Uh, I don't know. Planet dilemmas seem to usually be a little less bad. I guess there's no GOM2 on a planet. and That's probably why. But playing feds, I don't seem to hit GOM2 a lot, and especially in relativity. So, Gosh, I have a lot to say about relativity. I really do like that deck type. It is fun. So, what deck types in 2E would I really like to try? I think I've talked about this before, but I'm not sure. I think the one deck that I really, really want to try is a Krug deck and see what all the fuss is about and really F some players up and get them pissed at me. Is there enough hate for Krug out there at this point? Probably not. At least I don't think so. Because even if you can't pull off Krug, you can at least... You're still playing Klingons, so you're going to either kill a bunch of guys or you're going to have really strong guys, and you've got a Klingon's Birthright card, I think it is, and you turn that strength into other attributes, and that's huge. You've got a bunch of eight-cost guys. If you're talking, you know, I love attribute enhancement, that's the way to go. You bust through stuff with everyone is basically an 888 to some degree, so... I'm, I'm, I think that'll be exciting to try. So, anyway, what else is there fun with 1E? So, I am preparing for the 1E regional that's going to be out here. And after much deliberation, I contacted all the people that had attended the regional last year and asked them what format they wanted to play. I, I, I tend to like playing sealed so that it could, in theory, encourage players who don't want to build a deck to stick around for the regional. And last year I was able to get the Van Bremens to stick around for the extra day to play in the 1E regional. So I give them three sealed options, OTF, Voyager sealed OTF, or, I'm sorry, OTSD OTF, or Voyager OTF sealed, or Voyager warp speed. And, uh, it was a mixed decision between the two Voyager formats, so I made the call for Warp Speed. So yeah, I, I did talk about Warp Speed as a format at one point. I'm not sure I've published that podcast yet. I'm not sure I will. But I will say that Warp Speed is an exciting format, 
and I think it's going to make for a fun regional, so I'm excited to see what happens. If you're in the area on April 21st, I think it's a Sunday, uh, come on by, CodCon, it'll be a lot of fun, April 20th or the 21st. It's, uh, I, I think it's going to be 10 bucks. I'm not sure. You're going to get a Voyager starter, four Voyager packs, two packs of the Borg, and possibly some virtual cards. And be, there should be lots of prizes available afterwards. So, very exciting. Going to be a fun little tournament. Alrighty. Well, I am excited for the future of Trek, and I'm going to wrap it up here. I think I've talked enough about HodgePodge Trek. And until next Friday's HodgePodge, and I don't know, I'm sure there'll be another podcast before then. It's Corbin Johnson saying so long, and thanks for all the trash.